You're listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. So this week will be our first week where we feature a interview only. We've decided that we're going to switch up our format of the podcast a little bit and kind of separate some of our conversation episodes with our interview episodes that our focus can really be on either the subject that we're discussing or the guests that we feature. So this week we are going to share with you guys an interview with Christy and Aaron, who joined forces and really made some magic happen during the pandemic in 2020, where they took off with their retail store located in Clayton, North Carolina. It's called The Market at Three Little Birds, and it's just a really beautiful testimony to what can happen when you follow your dreams and also stay open to collaborating when the, with the right person when they come along. So I hope hope you guys enjoy this episode. Madeline and I are really excited about it. We were very inspired by these two queens. How is everybody today? We're great. Doing good. Awesome. So we have two guests on for the first time and we're very excited, but I would like for each of you to introduce yourself um, and to share your name, age, city, and profession. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, I am Christy Thompson. I am uh, about to be 40. I am the owner of Three Little Birds in downtown Clayton, North Carolina. And I'm Erin Minnie, and I am 38, and and I am um, here in Clayton, North Carolina as well, and a co-owner of Three Little Birds. So exciting. I love the name Three Little Birds. <laughs> it's one of my one of the, my favorite songs, and uh, I love birds in general, so uh, I love that. We, uh, we're so excited to talk with y'all, and we want to know a little bit about the circumstances that led up to, I guess, your change or when you decided to open this company. Um, what, what was going on before that? started well to kind of backtrack so there's i would say that there's several different like extensions of three little birds and phases and growth um throughout it's had almost like a rebirth every couple of years so i started three little birds um this is christy i started it in uh 2015 after being diagnosed with cervical cancer um i worked for corporate america i was vice president of a multinational call center and uh was diagnosed with uh cervical cancer and that kind of started a little bit of a, a soul searching opportunity, a little bit of a, a rebirth of life and kind of a reevaluation of life goals. So I started um, refinishing furniture in my garage just as an emotional and almost spiritual outlet, like a recentering. That kind of led me into deciding that life was a little bit short and started looking at space and found a space in downtown Clayton. I was paired up with an amazing family, uh, the Lee families down here. And we uh, renovated an old jewelry store that had been established for probably about 50 to 60 years in downtown Clayton. And we turned that thousand square foot space into um, just a general home decor and furniture store. And then in 2017, I moved into the 10,000 square foot location. I started resourcing vendors and local artisans and makers and crafters and just different um, homemakers really just all locals here in Johnston County. And it started to kind of grow. And then I was given the opportunity to uh, start working with Aaron, who owns Real Neighbors. 
and her story kind of lends yeah. into it. Yeah. So I was a stay at home mom um, that was just doing some crafting and um, I knew I had been an entrepreneur before having children and I knew that I wanted to continue doing that, but I was staying at home with twins. And so I decided to, to make a business in the home decor space and I did that and became a vendor at Three Little Birds. And it really was very fruitful. We had a great um, working relationship at that point where I was doing really well in the store. And then a kind of 2020 happened and it was so crazy because we were, you know, as like, I think everybody else, especially being a retailer, we were considered to be a non-essential business and really timelines were completely unknown. And we started looking at how everything was going and what most people don't understand, or maybe they do understand is even before, you know, non-essential businesses were closed down, there was this drastic halt in commerce and business. People were fearful. So there was like this two months prior to the, the major shutdown where business just completely stopped and people were very trepidatious about shopping. Mm-hmm. I partnered with Aaron and we decided to go live um, for our business. Uh, this was the day after we were forced to be closed mm-hmm. and that was probably our longest conversation. So most people think, think <laughs> that we were like lifelong friends, best friends. And then we just went live together. That was our longest conversation we'd ever had. face yeah. to face. Like I would literally drive up to three little birds to drop off a ton of merchandise and I'd have like two babies in the back and run in, drop my stuff off, be like, Hey, when's this stuff going out on the floor? All right, where's my check? All right, see you later. And Christy would be like, Oh girl, that girl is getting out of here. <laughs> That's Uh, awesome. So we started going live together and that really developed our business into, um, we'd never shipped out a package before. We had never really shown our personality or our brand of the store. It was very product driven. We had no e-commerce at all. No website, no platform, Mm -mm. really no social media strategy. And that really developed and cultivated our business into what it is today where we've shipped to every state in the United States. Our friendship has never been stronger. We're thriving business partners. We're taking on new adventures. We're talking with ladies like you guys and just developing all these relationships in our community. And, you know, it it feels crazy, but nationally, which is awesome. Wow. I have goosebumps. (laughs) It's like incredible to hear, you know. Right. So did you guys take advantage of lockdown to start to kind of strategize and add the element of marketing and be more intentional with your online presence? Was that inspired by having that halt? Yeah. Like did the space kind of that, that lockdown gave you, what I'm hearing is it prompted you to be able to work on this side of your business, right? Well, it did, but what's crazy, it's really been kind of, I always describe it as like holding on by a rope to the back of a horse and the horse is taken off. I mean, Mm -hmm. we went live that first time and it was successful. And then the next time there were more people and the next time there were more people and more, I mean, it started out with like, I don't know, 25 people who were like locals that knew us, but they started sharing and it just took off like wildfire. We ended up, I mean, we're now like anywhere from 600 to 800 people every Thursday night. And it, you know, it, it almost took off without us and forced us to think of new and innovative ways, even though it created the need for us right. to pivot. Yeah. So there definitely wasn't a halt. I would say it almost fast forwarded us mm-hmm. in developing the website, developing our business strategy, very quickly moving from a brick and mortar store into an e-commerce platform shipping. Um, so I would say that we worked harder over the, over the lockdown than we have Probably. currently. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, it really elevated and escalated us into a space that we were unfamiliar with. But, you know, unfortunately, and I'm sure other businesses can attest to this too, the bills don't stop and your family needs don't stop and rent is still due on the first. So there's at that period of time, we were watching the news every Friday to figure out, can we reopen our business? Can we you know, get people back into the space and are they even going to be comfortable at that point? And is it safe for us? It was one of the most critical, high intense time periods of my entire mm-hmm. life from a from a human perspective, being, you know, obviously scared for our community, scared for our country, scared for the world. And then, um, you know, still having the pressures of being a single parent, paying the bills. And my daughter at that point in time was at Appalachian State. And you know, there, I was a single income as well, too. So really relying on the, you know, the revenue from the shop to support business. Yeah. And we realized pretty quick, too, with the live sales that and the online sales and all the social media interaction, because we hadn't had that before, but it forced us to have that because it was the only way for us to interact with our customers. And we realized really quickly that that it was more than just selling products that we started forming even deeper relationships with our customers that expanded to one. I mean, we've, we flew to Texas to visit one of our customers. We never had a customer from Texas before this. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's, it has built definitely um, close relationships and it almost became more about that than the products. And then the products just kind of grew, grew. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. So (laughs) can you guys just kind of expand upon exactly what you're your up level was, I, I think we can read between the lines, but if, if you want to kind of elaborate more about where you were and what you've created today, like what's the story you really want to share that you've accomplished? Yeah, really honestly. And, and what we try, we, we try to other businesses as well too, that, you know, people have to be passionate about your brand and who you are as a brand ambassador. So you have to feel very comfortable in your own skin about selling your products, but they're also buying a component of your life because, you know, I make candles and you can really find handcrafted candles just about anywhere, but understanding the passion and the and behind what you do is so important and really, you know, not being afraid of putting yourself out there and taking risk and developing that community and always being extremely like heartfelt in your mission as a, as an entrepreneur, I think it's probably where we leveled up and and took all the fear out of it and, you know, honestly put our faith in God, put our faith in our family and put our faith in each other as women and and really held each other accountable too to like, we're going to make this work regardless of whatever obstacles in our way. And I think that COVID was definitely an obstacle, but behind that, there was so much um, anxiety and pressure that our community was feeling just being that powerful, you know, woman force and being that reliant, consistent Thursday night thing is, was a gift to them as well as to us. So we kind of saved each other. It almost feels like. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's amazing. And that's exactly what I'm hearing too. And it's like, it's so interesting to me that what we would think, you know, the pandemic and sort of the separation, if you will, of people in person that, you Mm -hmm. know, that could have gone in such a different direction. You know, your business could have totally bombed. You know, you could have completely just lost all your customer base. But by being virtual, it it sounds like opposite. But what it did was it brought you closer to your community. That's amazing to me. I mean, that to me in itself is the story, you know, like you were like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're not going to give up. Um, Here we are. And like you said, I mean, almost 
I don't want to use the word church, but you know, like you said, that consistent community time to sort of network and, and be with other women on Thursday night, it sounds like it it did provide a gift and a service to your community, which is so exciting. And what we're all about here is hearing these stories. And um, you mentioned kind of what helped you stay motivated. Are there any like resources, podcasts, um, you know, books, any any resources like that that y'all also use during this time to help yourselves, you know, inform yourselves or stay motivated or just encourage one another? Um, not really. I mean, we've always been very motivated by our interactions with other people. So um, other business owners in the area and, of course, like family, friends, church family, just, you know, just stay in kind of involved in interacting with those people and and bouncing ideas off of them and trying to encourage them and then they would encourage us Um, but as far as actual books or podcasts or anything like that it was more you know the interactions that we were having with other people oh yeah that's awesome so like very real time um, Mm -hmm. inspiration is what you guys were working with yeah and I think too we really leaned into each other Mm -hmm. um like I said before, like our relationship was so brand new and Erin is very like spiritually involved and passionate about her, you know, her, her work in the community. And right. So it's, it's, it's a lot of that and really balancing off of each other and, and really learning about each other and, and motivating and pushing each other to kind of step outside of our comfort zones mm-hmm. too. So we were in a learning, we're like brick and frack. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, cannot, we are so alike and so different at the same time, but it works so well because I mean, literally, we went from barely speaking two words to each other every week to like being best friends, spending all the time in the day and then calling each other when we get home. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, just that alone. That has sounds been familiar. A- <laughs> I know. I'm like, I think that's why I like this is resonating with me so much because you guys sound very similar to Madeline and I. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I definitely think that we just pushed each other and inspired each other in ways that, you know, it, really just that constant having that accountability buddy. And also too, I think it helps that we're both activators, you know, we're not afraid of taking risks, but we're also carefully aware of opportunities and, you know, things that could potentially hurt the business. But I think really bouncing off of each other and also just, you know, the outpouring from our community and what they were experiencing at home was a huge motivator as well too. So when you're reading feedback, like, your lives have saved me. You're, you're my happy place. This is the only time that I smile. My husband, my family, they look forward to Thursday so that I'll be happy whenever I'm done. Like that's a huge motivator. And whenever you realize like your smile changes and impacts other people and, and what they were walking through and the storms that individuals were walking through personally, professionally, their kids are at home, the stress that they're undergoing, even if they were financially taking care of the new stressors that none of us have ever experienced and hopefully never experience again. These are all, that was a huge unknown territory for us. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the, the unknowns of it were so it was so much doom and gloom because of the unknowns. Like if you tell somebody like, Hey, listen, two weeks and then everything's going to be just fine. But the, I think the lack of knowledge about when it was going to end really, really put a lot of fear and anxiety into, into an already anxious and and nervous society that we have become already. So we were happy to be motivated by our community's feedback as well. Yeah. And prior to this, we were both community oriented and caring for others and 
you know, we, we love to give back. I mean, it's stuff it, that's stuff that's close to our hearts. And I think we had already built that individually as kind of being people who like to support and help and encourage. So to transition that over to what was going on in our business and working together on that really just made sense. And it's enabled us to give back even more, which is really cool. This lights you up. And now this is what you're doing all the time. I mean, that's incredible. Going live almost every single Thursday for two and a half years, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't stop because, you know, things went back to normal. We've, we've kept that consistent audience. We've kept that consistent following and, We've continued to pivot our business and navigate through, you know, even now some uncertainties and some difficulties and we're just trugging right along. And, you know, every Thursday it's all right, y'all, it's Thursday night. And <laughs> that's kind of the way that it's been. And, and we're happy to continue to do that. It sounds like, you know, COVID obviously was a huge challenge, but were there any other challenges that y'all faced? I mean, did you, is there anything that you want to share that was particularly difficult that you had to overcome or did everything feel pretty seamless? I mean, honestly, we've, we, we don't, I mean, there, we've had like the, the general growing pains, I would say, right. but not nothing between us. We've never had any kind of, I mean, knock on wood, we've never had any kind of conflict. We just, I mean, and we cut up, if you're in the office with us, we are constantly cutting up with each other and mm -hmm. with the staff. And we just, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And honestly, we, I mean, we love to pick on each other all the time. And it's like, if I'm not picking on you, then something's wrong. Right. But it's, it's just such a relaxed and mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like because we don't take each other too seriously and we don't take what we're doing. I mean, we always say, what is it we're saying? It's not <laughs> breast milk and diapers. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, thank goodness it's not. Um, yeah. I tell people that all the time. We're like, we're, we're not selling breast milk and diapers. Like you'll survive with or without us. I promise. But you know, I think, I think just the natural difficulties of developing a business. And if you have someone that you're, you can trust and be motivated by, you'll work those out without it being, without it seeming like it's difficult. So you might have a difficulty of yes, you know, freight and shipping is going to increase. But if you, if you can balance that through a relationship and really work through those, they're not really difficulties. They're just problems that you haven't figured out a solution to yet. Great perspective. Right. Exactly. Well, so the last thing I wanted to ask you guys is just if, if you wouldn't mind sharing some of the major lessons that you learned that maybe others would benefit from, like, do you have any take home messages that you'd like to share to inspire our listeners? You know, don't be afraid to take risks. There's no great reward without some risk. And I always like, I like to highlight the story of mine and Aaron's relationship. So what's so crazy about us as women is like, we instantly, I, you know, I tell her this all the time and I tell our customers, but whenever I first met her and we were first working together, I, I really thought she was rude. I've, I've called her <laughs> other names, but I won't repeat those. But, um, and I thought the same, <laughs> right. But we both, we both had this preconception of each other. And I think as women, we kind of do that to each other constantly. And we never gave each other the opportunity to look at the other person differently. I had an assumed what type of personality she was, and I never gave her the opportunity. And the moment that I did, and the moment that I, I shut down my own personal insecurities and opened up and had a conversation with her. Now I have a best friend. So I always share that with our 
um, community, especially because it is very female driven that, you know, we as women, we, we sometimes because of our own, our own mess, we'll shut down doors and opportunities because of our own being fearful. And by me shutting down and, and letting her in and her shutting down and letting me in, now we've developed this amazing community and, and it wouldn't work without her and it wouldn't work without me. So that's probably the biggest lesson that I try to relate to all, especially our female audience. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for opening up and sharing about that. Cause I know that's kind of, you know, a little vulnerable to, to share that you were <laughs> close minded and judging somebody, you know? Yeah. But that's yeah. powerful. So thank you for sharing that for sure. And it's something that, you know, we need to talk more about. And I appreciate that a lot. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to share? I think that's it. Yeah. I think that was, yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said, beautiful story. Um, we really appreciate you y'all taking the time today to talk with us. And I feel really inspired by your story and really um, validated also. Oh yeah, it. for sure. I mean, you know, it's really, Morgan and I use this phrase often, uh, collaborate don't compete mm -hmm. and um it's just really refreshing to sh to hear and so it's really mm -hmm. exciting to interview y'all together so thank you for letting us have that opportunity yeah thank you for having us yeah absolutely We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you wouldn't mind giving us a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you follow us on Instagram, we share great content that is related to each episode that we release. So uh, if aware, you can find us at manifesting underscore with underscore MM on Instagram and share our posts. Please, please, please help support us. We are trying to spread the good word and we really appreciate anything that you do to help us along. So thank you so much for listening.